And welcome to Shanghai Reality. It is July 5th, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Yasmin West. Mark is on vacation and Derek is, well, it's not his day for scheduled. So, uh, hi there, Walt. <laughs> Walt? Yasmin, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> Can you hear Walt? me? Yeah. Uh, Walt, are you muted? Sorry. Oh. I was muted. I was yeah. muted. <laughs> oh, God. The hard again. thing in radio, muting and unmuting. Uh, I, JP said, told me that when I started off. And JP was the first host producer that I worked with uh, in radio. And uh, he was in Britain. And he just had been in it from the beginning. You know, he had all the... Uh, at the time that we started out, we had all this, you had to have hard equipment like a mixer and stuff to do any of these shows. And then Walt found a computer program where we could do it right in the computer. And I often thought, I didn't you know, find it. You manifested it. I manifested. That's right. That's right. I manifested it. And I've often wondered about, you know, when, when because well, Jay went on doing it the way he was doing it for a long time, but it was like some of those situations where all of a sudden the computer completely eradicates a way of doing things. And a lot of times you kick in hot. I don't know. I mean, I was that way. Every time they'd make a change, it was like, oh my God, they're doing that. What? You know. But um, you got to love the computers. You got to love the AI that's in the computers. <laughs> I mean, to a degree, we have a an amazing Star Trek kind of universe since we've been born. I mean, we're getting all, I mean, do you remember, Walt? Because, yes, I mean, I'm not even sure you're old enough to remember. But maybe you are. But people used to have these sci-fi things where you'd actually have a phone in your hand that you could, you know, see people. Even Star Trek, when they were using those communication devices, they weren't doing video, you know? So it was like when the first video things came out, you would think that we would have gone, oh, my God, this is incredible. But it was like, oh, look at this. Now you can see each other. <laughs> it was, it was a, I don't know. We're in a strange Even world. before Star Trek. Uh, I don't know how much of a, I, you were such a busy girl, I don't think you had time for television, but I grew up in Argentina and uh, in the years of black and white television, and that was our favorite show, was Dick Tracy, and Dick Tracy had a video phone on his wrist. Do you, have, did you ever see Dick yeah. Tracy when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, talking about those those watches, you know? Yeah. My sister, uh, Mary, the good one, <laughs> she, um, she, how did she introduce it? She said something about the, oh, she, I know, I called her. And she said, um, hold on, hold on. And she said, I, my phone answered, my watch answered the phone. I said, what? And she said, yeah, when I got my new phone, they gave me a watch. And I said, please take that thing off your wrist. I said, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's a microwave oven for your body. And they're your giving away these things free. 
Of course. Why do you think it's free? <laughs> I know, I know. Yasmin. Yes. Already started. We already started the show, and I haven't even said hi. <laughs> Hello. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. We got lots of stuff to talk about today. <laughs> yeah, we do. Did you guys have uh, an interesting Fourth of July? Did you? I I can't say that mine was very interesting. Uh, it was pretty low key. Um, we <laughs> we were so tired from all we been doing a bunch of projects so we were so tired we we passed out after dinner and missed the fireworks because <laughs> we can actually see the fireworks off our back patio I, I kept little... programming I kept programming the uh, what do you call it the power one to neutralize every every explosion with a love blanket so that every every explosion was met with a blood love blanket because that that thing is so uh, counterproductive for everything from humans to insects to plants so you know I, I wanted that all that energy neutralized sorry I interrupted your your you were saying oh no that that was a great idea <laughs> yeah I wished I thought of it yeah <laughs> that's amazing you have so many people gathered there watching you can just Cover them with love blankets right there. <laughs> yeah. I thought the rain was going to take care of it because it started as a rainy day, but then it cleared up during the day. So there was no rain to stop the fireworks. There there were some places where it did rain. As I saw some of my friends on Facebook got rained out. But um, California, well, we'll talk about it later. But um, yeah, some interesting news. Uh, some good news on the eagle. Okay, good. But I want to, because I, I, as I, as you guys were talking, I remembered that I had the television on, and it was um, the Washington D.C. fireworks. And so I, I'm taking a break, and I'm looking, I'm watching these things, and all of a sudden I realized, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> this is Washington D.C. This is the comments between the Washington, uh, uh, the um, uh, what George Washington, what the the big Venus, Venus, <laughs> uh, I called it the Washington Monument. Okay, that thing, and the Lincoln Monument is a commons, and in between you got the the pool, the reflecting pool. Well, back at the two hundredth. Now that's today. Last time was what forty six? Is it forty six? Yeah, forty six. 246 was yesterday, but 200, the 200th uh, celebration, I was in the military and some friends of mine, very dear friends, and their two kids came, were doing a, a tour, an audio to, automobile tour, and they managed to schedule so they could be in Washington, D.C. on the bicentennial, okay? And I was stationed right outside D.C., so we met up and we went to this. Well, they picked me up so that we got to the um, and because I was military, I could get into uh, Fort Meade and park in Fort Meade and then just walk across the Potomac. There's a huge bridge and I walk with the bridge over the Potomac and there's a huge bridge that goes over between the two. And so we walk across this bridge It's the whole, you know, width of the. Potomac, which is a pretty wide river, 
And um, we proceeded to walk from where we were, like the Lincoln Monument, all the way to the, the Washington Monument in the, in the uh, Capitol, right? I guess the Washington Monument was behind, I don't know, but we went all this way. And it was like an amazing, mystical kind of a day because there was supposed to be all these people, but nobody showed up because of rain. You know, they were all thought it was going to get rained out, but we were there. We were, we don't, we were, oh, let's go. Yeah. We didn't even know about the rain. So we were there in this huge area and there was maybe a thousand people. There wasn't very many people at all. And we, we, they had beer places. Okay. Like little beer. uh, I don't know what you call them. Little, little places where you get beer all along the mall and they were distanced apart so me and the two adults you know we'd get the beer and we drink the beer and then by the time we got to the next one we needed another beer (laughs) so we were we were going from a little tipsy uh, having a good time and you know the kids were then watching us making sure we weren't being fools and you know this happens all the way i mean it was just a magical day. We got to um, this one place, and all of a sudden, you could hear two different crowds happening. And the one crowd was uh, speakers like the one speaker was outside one of the buildings there. It was like the archive building, all right? And they're playing uh, the Declaration of Independence. Well, then, but there's a, like, almost like an echo, but, and and it was timed exactly, but it was from a group of people not too far from us on a stage, and this was some kind of a protest that they were doing back there, probably anti-war, I don't don't know what it was, I really don't, but Jane Fonda was supposed to speak, and a bunch of other people, you know, so we decide that, you know, this is a weird place, but we're going to sit down and have lunch right here between the two and they were identically matching in their presentation but the people with Jane Fonda's group it was a different declaration of uh, independence just slightly just slightly (laughs) so I ended up having I said well I'm going to go see what this other group is I go there Jane Fonda is supposed to be there and I don't know whether it was because I was military and I was walking in a certain way, or, you know, because you kind of pick up this this different way of moving even when you're in the military. And I don't know if it was that or the fact I had a camera uh, and, a, and a professional camera around my neck um, because this crowd just kept moving away. They were just parting in front of me and I went right straight to the stage. I was like standing beside the stage. And waited, 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 waited. No, 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 Jane Fonda. I got, well, to be honest with you, I needed another beer. <laughs> so I go back, and that's all I remember. And then I get the camera, and I do the film up, and I must have gone back because I had pictures of Jane Fonda. Don't even remember it. Don't remember it at all. <laughs> like, oh, but it was um, when when we got to the to the. White or the Congress in the steps of the Congress and everything. That's when you kind of like you're up a little bit and you turn around, you look, and we were all like, oh my God, 
because while we were walking and not turning around and looking at us, the entire mall filled up. And there was over a million people there. By the time we turned around, oh, look at this. And uh, I managed to get separated from my group. I managed to find my group. And we watched these fireworks. Uh, the difference between the fireworks, I felt like I was been aged, you know, because it was pop, 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 you know, like that type in the in the 200th. And this one, it was like there was all sorts of, like you say, Walt, you know, unbelievable amount of energy being just exploded over the the mall and everything else. And it was like, well, that was a really good kind of uh, statement about my life. <laughs> you know, well, 200, that was not very good fireworks compared to what we got now. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I hope everybody had a, a, at least a safe 4th of July. Um, it was a strange, we're in a strange place. My goose doesn't like fireworks, so she was knocking on the door to be let in the doors early. Did you let, did you let her in? Oh, of course. She sleeps every night inside the house. So oh. <laughs> yeah. her bedroom is the is the laundry room. So, well, I had to kind of laugh because it was um, Shiloh is absolutely terrified of thunder, but he really wasn't concerned about the fireworks. And, I, you know, you'd think that he'd have the same reaction, but it was just like, no, he got a little bit when it got a little crazy because it it did get a little crazy around here because everybody was shooting off fireworks. <laughs> I was afraid to go outside. <laughs> I, I'd be surprised if there, if, if there wasn't a mix between fireworks and ordinance, because I know that in New York, that's that's a big issue is that you hear. uh you fear you you hear the sounds, but not all of them are fireworks. Some of them are bullets. <laughs> so I wouldn't well, be surprised if that's something. You oh know, yeah, our our old neighborhood, they'd shoot off their firearms. <laughs> well, Sandy, when she had a roof um, redone, they found a a, a bullet in her roof. It was just oh, yeah. hit the roof. It happens. I mean, pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, you got to I, I understand why it's really cool. You get the country all together on the one day and everything. But the I used to like the Macy things, but now I can't even watch it because all I'm seeing is millions of dollars going just burning up. You know, it's like you couldn't you have done something better with it. Money you, are, you are literally burning money when you shoot yeah. off fireworks. <laughs> Yeah, but um, anyway, yeah, so back to Shungite. <laughs> Shungite. All right, where do you guys want to start? Yasmin, I cut you off about the California thing, so do you want to talk about that? Oh, okay, so um, yeah, I should probably provide a Eagle update, because um, last time I talked, you know, we were bringing in rain, and we were bringing in rain up north, where the reservoirs were, but it just seemed like they would let water out and it was looking pretty bad. I think it was about a month ago, Bob said 
Now he works for a city. He works in their water treatment plant. Uh, he used to work in the wastewater plant, but now he's in the water plant. And they were talking about shutting down the plant like the following week. So I think that was about a month ago. And so he just came home and I was just like, well, okay, <laughs> are you still gonna have a job? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. They'll still have me you know, work at the plant because there's lots of maintenance work I can do and lots of work that we can, we can actually fix. Sorry them. to interrupt, but what's their excuse for closing it? Uh, the water was gonna be completely dry and they would have had to gone to pumping uh, water out of the wells that they had built. So there was no need to treat the water coming down through the rivers. Oh, because okay. there was none or there wasn't going to be any. So that was pretty scary. That's never happened in California since I've lived here my whole life. <clears throat> And so he just started working with the Eagle and, you know, we, we did that whole, we created a playlist of rain songs and just had fun with it. And Mark got into it too and had his own songs that he was using. And uh, what I can say is um, the plant did not shut down. Now somehow miraculously, they have enough water to get through August. We, we had been working on creating rain and Bob was directing it and tracking it over the reservoirs up north so that his theory was it would come and filter down to provide what we needed and they wouldn't be letting the water out of the dams like they were doing before. What was, so, what was their, their official explanation for letting water out of the dam? I mean, because that makes no sense to me. Uh, you have a drought situation and you're releasing water. I mean, what what's the logic behind that? The salinity, salinity content. So basically, the, the rivers connect into the ocean. They go that far down and they didn't want the salt water coming up and killing all the fish and the wildlife in our rivers. But, uh, aren't the reservoirs higher than the ocean? Yes. So but how, is the, how is the ocean water going up against the, the pool of gravity? Well, it, it happens a little bit oh. in the Delta. Oh, it does happen, okay. yeah. So but, they were <clears throat> they were afraid that the the salt water in the delta would mix and then pollute the river Correct. with salt yeah and, and kill off all the fish but uh, okay okay now, now doesn't water from the river isn't it pushing out i mean it's like you're going to get salt water merging with water that's rushing by it i don't understand this well, it does until it starts to get so dry that you don't have that constant flow anymore. And then it will push up into the river. But it'll only do it to a point. So I, I question their reasoning. Oh, I see. So in their logic, what the solution is to take a California and move it away from the ocean. That way they're 
safe, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Let's move away from just, the ocean, people. Let's leave, why, you know. Why don't we just build a dam at the end of the river so we don't lose How do they water? do it in 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 uh in Holland where people are living below the level of the ocean? They must be living in a in a swamp of salt water. Well, my whole point is nature always finds a way. Yeah. Why muck with it? <laughs> You know, we all adjust and adapt, but um, our government, in their infinite wisdom, does not believe in this. They believe I in fucking with things. <laughs> yeah, I think the problem is that there's too much water in the moon. That's the, that's the reason. That that's the logic. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that from Nazi? <laughs> no, there's no water on the moon. <laughs> That, you know, hey, listen, we, what does Bob think? Bob thinks that this is crazy, too, or does he think there's some, you know, actual scientific reason for it? He, he believes there's actually, I mean, because he's explained it to me, so he believes that there's there's a, there's a certain amount of validity to it, but he's in the mindset of, you know, at some point... <laughs> You can't just keep giving away all of our water. Um, well, I know that having studied, you know, water, because that when I went six years to technical school in Argentina, that was the the the, the thing that we had to specialize in all all kinds of water technology. So an entire year we spent studying like underwater, uh, underground, you know, water systems and everything like that. And we had to study the subject of salt water, you know, what happens when you have that. And the thing is that, yes, there is an issue of uh, what happens is when you look at the the profile of the earth at, at us, um, when you're in a, in a territory that's next to the ocean, there is uh, salt water penetrating. But what they happens is- salt water intrusion. Exactly, but there is a there's a profile to it. The water intrudes, but as it as it as you move inland, it goes lower and lower and lower. It it only goes in so much, and then it has to stop because the, you know the, there are other factors in effect. So there is water salt water intrusion, but it's not it's not straight. It's not like you have this table of water going in. No, it goes in and it, and it hits a curve because you're hitting the resistance of the soil. So it's like it curves down and it only goes so far. So how they're using that as an excuse to, I think, it, you know, again, it's manipulation. I don't think there's a valid technique. They, they make it sound valid, like, uh, you know, <laughs> sugar turning into alcohol because of heat or lack of water in the moon you know they make it sound official but there's nothing i mean when there's money involved and control and all of this uh i, I don't know I, I find it hard to believe that there's uh transparency and honesty and and anything of the of, of that technical in nature especially when they 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 are pushing for a drought i mean they must hate the rain because they are literally pushing for a drought there. Uh, so somebody's making money out of it. Yeah, and and I question, you know, you know, they take 
they, it's typical. They take like a little tiny bit of a truth and they just rework it into this manipulative narrative that they want to push. You mean now, like climate change? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I just posted in chat um, a couple of photos that they were on my friend's Facebook page. She went up to Union Valley Reservoir, which is about 20 miles north of Placerville, um, which is about, I'd say about 30 miles from where we are. Um, and that reservoir is nice and full to the brim. Um, it's looking really good and healthy going into summer. And we've had cooler temperatures. Um, now, I, I haven't been up to my mom's place up by Oroville Dam. And, and I haven't gone back to some of the other um, reservoirs like uh, up near Mount Shasta. We haven't driven up there. But um, we've been focusing on rain over those specific reservoirs and Bob's been tracking it. So um, I have no reason to believe that it hasn't had a positive impact. So that is my update, some good news. And uh, we're, we're not gonna write off California yet, Nancy. <laughs> I know you wanna send all the bad apples here, but uh, this, is, this is my home state. I'm not ready to give it up without a fight. <laughs> Did I say something like that at some point? <laughs> Send them all to California. On the Say What show. <laughs> Send them to the Delta. They'll like it there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she said uh, about sending all the crazy people to New York and California. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds reasonable. <laughs> Not, to to... Not to me. Not to me. I'm trying to think. There's some new rule or something that people on the Fox network are going, that's it. I'm leaving the city. I'm leaving the city. I'm leaving the city. You know, it's like, uh, and the, a lot of them have moved to California. <laughs> oh, I mean, God. I, I mean, to Florida, Florida. Oh, Florida. Florida. The, the other uh, favorite destination is Texas. Yeah. Texas is getting a tremendous influx of people and people are leaving, leaving California by droves. Because, uh, that, that program on YouTube that I told you about, where the guy goes through different cities and he goes uh, and he, he tells like what are the pros and cons. He's done already three shows focused on California and the list of, of cons is so so long. He has to keep making another show to cover all the, 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 the uh, additional cons that he comes across. And the one of them is uh, everyone's leaving is like this. I, I'm not there, obviously, to see it, but he keeps talking about this exodus of people living, leaving the state because they just can't afford to live there anymore. So uh, he says that people are li leaving the state in droves because the, between taxes and everything else, it's, it's becoming possible to live there. So I, I guess I don't know if, if uh, yeah, Jasmine well, sees some of that or what. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it, it's incredibly hard to live here you you have to have kind of a connection to the land and love it to want to stay because <laughs> life in California is not easy. 
but um, we have such a diverse landscape. You know, we have we have beaches, coastline, um, we have mountains, we have snow, we have desert. You know, we have ev- and you know forests. You know, you have everything you could possibly want here. And growing up, this was such a fabulous state to grow up in. Um, truly beautiful. You know, you, it's not the case now, but um, nobody would even think to litter in this state when I was growing up. It was like pristine. It was so nice. And um, yeah, and the problem I have with people leaving is, you know, you think it's the more conservative people that are leaving, but it seems the people that leave California just recreate the same thing somewhere else and then piss off those people in those states. (laughs) So, you know... I don't know what's going on with that whole migration. So it's a crisis of people quality. Yeah, yeah. So they just, I mean, some people are leaving because they're fed up, but a lot of people, they go somewhere else and they just recreate the same problems. So. Well, luckily, luckily they're going to Texas. <laughs> I mean, they're coming to Florida. It, absolutely coming to Florida but did you realize I didn't realize this until last week that Texas is got an economy that is bigger than the national economies of most countries oh yeah I believe it so you know if and you're right the kind of people that would move there are the kind of people that have money to move there and yeah. you know, so so yeah, it's this, it's the same people that caused the problem to begin with, because you got you got you you've been governed by crazy people. <laughs> I mean, people that look like they're trying to destroy that state. And yeah, I, I, I God bless America, you know. And anyway, um. Poor California. I mean, it's just, it is, it's, it's probably the most magnificent area in the world with what it's got. And they're putting water, pouring it back into the ocean while water plants want to shut down. That's, you know, that's insanity. Insanity. Well, they got to get by me first. <laughs> <laughs> and the eagle. And, yep. your, and your husband, Bob. Yep, and Mark. <laughs> Mark and a whole bunch of other people. Yep. Yeah. So. Won't be so el- easy for them. <laughs> what else do we have? We have the. Um, you want to read that little report you wrote about the um, ear coning? Oh, um, yeah, sure. Um, let me go put a photo in chat. I have it. Da, da, da. Hmm. Oh, there it is. People can see what I'm talking about. So um, the lady who I um, who has that antique vibe scalar unit that I've been going to visit and get sessions with. She's she's. Um, she has kind of an interesting story where she came from a family of uh, Western medical doctors. And so that was 
kind of the expectation was what she would do with her life and her career. And she had a learning disability. So she actually couldn't uh, get through the studies for medical school. She tried really hard and she just couldn't do it. And she was guided to learn uh, Jin Shin, which is a hands-on healing modality. And so she had a supportive family and they were like, you know what, I just do what you need to do. And um, so she had a very successful practice doing that. And so she has all these interesting, um, she's just a wealth of knowledge. And one of the things she knew about was the ear candling. And so I had seen it done. She showed me how to do it a few weeks ago. And then Bob said, he was like, you know, I went to my doctor's and I told him there, there's something rattling around in my ear and it's bothering me. And would, would he order um, an ear cleaning, like an ear flush? And his doctor told him, well, I don't see anything in there. <laughs> so it's not really necessary. Um, so I guess, you know, divine intervention right at the perfect time. <laughs> it was, no, I showed him a picture. This isn't Bob, your husband, right? This is some other Bob? No, this is Bob, my husband. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. He, he, had, he had something in his ear that was bugging him. Can't you see his head? He's having a head birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can sort of tell it's him in the picture. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he's he's not... He's not usually into this stuff. You know, he wants to clear everything with his medical doctor first, even though I've told him, you know, you listen to that guy, you've just been getting worse and worse with your health over the years. Um, but this was something he was actually open to. He was like, yeah, you know, because my doc, he won't, he won't clear my ears or he won't order the, the procedure for that. And so I'm like, well, yeah, let's let's try doing the ear candling and see if that helps. And so sure enough, we went over there and we I won't post what we took out of his ear because that's kind of gross. <laughs> but um, yeah, there was a lot of debris that came out of his ears. And afterward, he didn't have that rattling around in that one ear. So it definitely was effective. And um clearing them out. Look at all the money that he didn't pay insurance on. Yeah, yeah, it was like 10 bucks, <laughs> less than that. <laughs> did, did he did he uh, tell the doctors about it? I mean, did he go back and say, you know, the problem that you thought couldn't be cleared by ear cl cl coning cleared my ears. Did he say anything to them? And not that it'll matter to the doctors. He hasn't talked to his doctor yet, but I I don't think he's that bold. I'd do it. <laughs> but, the, ear, the ear coning is very, very interesting because um, Lee Brown, who's been on a number of our short shows, she got into it years ago, probably a decade ago or more. And the concept for people that don't understand it, because there's people out there, you can get ear coning. As a matter of fact, you can actually do it yourself, but you need somebody there because 
it's hot wax and it's fire. <laughs> you know, you want it controlled. But yeah, I, ideally you want three people. So you you have the person getting the ear coning done, the person holding it, and then I was the assistant that was clipping the ash as it would burn down. So okay, but two people could do it, but three is ideal. <laughs> Right. Sorry, go ahead. But she found um, this this particular cone maker here in the States, handmade cones, and they were just sweet as could be. And so she she did a lot of ear coning and I could get into some of the funny things that you get into. Well, the stuff that comes out of people's ears, like you say, it's like, are you kidding me? And the way that it works is that the the smoke going down the candle actually, Walt can probably explain it better than I can, but it uh, it goes into the ear and it kind of melts the wax a little bit. But then somehow or another, the wax gets sucked right up into the candle. And I yeah, that, that's why the, this candling thing is it's very ancient. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, my mother knew it from her grandmother. Uh, it's an ideal uh, way for getting rid of excess uh, air in the ear because sometimes gear, air gets tra trapped in the conduits inside the ear and you get ear aches or you have problems hearing and it's because you have this trapped air. And uh, she knew how to do that when she was a, a kid because they just they just they would take a, 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 a what do you call it a page of the newspaper and twirl it into a cone and put the cone out to the ear and put fire to the end of the cone. And then all that all that excess air gets pulled out. And it's interesting because when the air is exiting the ear, you see the flame and it goes whoosh, whoosh, as it's pulling all this excess air from the ear. So that, that's why uh, I, I was familiar with it. I wasn't familiar with it being made of waxed paper, but I was familiar of, with it just being made out of paper. I guess they had a different uh, purpose here. They 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 do it for the wax over there. They did it for the air. Well, the the, the wax doesn't get in your ear. It is you know the the, the crowd yeah, know. people would say, oh, that's that's the wax from the candle. No, it isn't. It's totally looks totally different. But um, the, the in the in the candles that Lee was getting, she would actually add different herbs into it so you're not only just getting the smoke you're getting different herbal uh, additives to it and so anyway over the years they became quite friendly so lee sent the woman shungite powder and the shungite was added to the entire cone so i actually have here uh two shungite Shungite ear cones. I have never burned them because, like, like I said earlier, you know, I, I just, I don't want to. I'll never see them again, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, so it, it it is a very very old technique, and I, I can swear by it. Unfortunately, <clears throat> drug pushers don't know anything about it, so you're out of luck. <laughs> it's true. Well, there's not. I mean. You know, yeah, I don't the only medicine they know. They don't they don't know have healing. They know how to prescribe. I, I, I get it. They're legal drugs, but l l made illegal by who? Oh, the people that are making money out of it. 
They're, well, not you know, now, now that you brought that up, okay. Um, I've been thinking about this. All right, now, when when Walt and I got together, and he started making the spirals, the shungite spirals, and he was able to make uh, one for compassion, one for peace, one for the pink rose, one for uh, uh, I I mean anything you can. I've got a whole list. All right, of of different of different uh, shungite powered, let's say powered. Um, spirals that are carrying all these different qualities let's say so he starts making them and he sends them to me and then it's very complicated i don't want to get into the story but what we what we did with this was walt said to me one day on radio (laughs) we only talk on radio so if i said walt said it was on radio um and walt starts talking about the concept of the 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 um my 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 mind just went in three different directions all at once. Okay, he st- he said Buckminster Fuller said that you don't change your reality, and the reality that we're living in is perfectly working because it's designed to control the population. So he says, don't try to spend all your time changing that; just build a new reality. So and remember, we're on Cosmic Reality Radio Show, and the genre of that is reality sci-fi. So we would just imagine things and see what happens okay so i said well that's a good idea i said oh look at this over here we got this space and place and time and spaces nobody's using it let's just build a new reality there and so we kind of throw that out there and the next thing we know he builds a reality cube and i unintentionally but being directed subconsciously i guess built this uh crystal computer system and before we know it we're able to put the different things we want in the new reality through the system that is all big huge i mean not big in physical side but in their power to be able to actually build the energetic structure of a new reality so it's we we started this in uh, I think it was the fall of maybe it was probably more like you know Decemberish that we started this process and he would make a, a spiral I would get it we would put it use radionics to get it into the system and boom we start to put all this these this listening it took us until the beginning of summer of the following year to put in all those different and we were doing sometimes it was like Every couple of days, they'd have me put a new one in. Sometimes they'd have it, it would be a week, 10 days, and sometimes they would add energies and keep one still going. It was, it was, they were very specific in how they put this together because we're, we're working with the guides, with, you know, whoever is out there that's able to know more than we, our higher selves probably, that we just kind of follow in directions. So we get this reality that is structurally full of all the good things that well walt and i wanted (laughs) you know we weren't taking a vote on it um so if you go back and listen to cosmic reality chronicles it's stunning it's absolutely stunning how far ahead we were from where we are now but we saw where we are now then 
and did certain things that set it up so that we could be where we are now, which is on the brink of complete destruction of the old reality. Well, that's going to go away. But we're building a new reality. It's a brand new reality where people are in it and they're, they're loving and they're kind and they don't they understand that there's a bunch of crazy people out there trying to kill us all. I mean, it's just like a, a total different reality. And you can see it, you know, for, and the, the longer we get down this path, the more you see it. There's two realities, their reality and our reality. The more so important now, thing is that this is the reality that Gaia wants. This is Gaia's reality. Absolutely. We're, we're, we work, we we never took a step without asking Gaia. Right, Walt? I mean, exactly. once in a while, once in a while we'd forget, do we ask do we have permission to do this? You know? But we were we were in concert with what I mean, we were we were probably brought here to do these jobs. I'm sure we were to do these jobs. Well, we but never not, let our egos take the, the lead. What's it was that? always Gaia taking what, the lead because there were things that we wanted to do. And it's like, no, no, or not yet, or not now. So, okay, let's wait for now. We get the <laughs> wait. 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 <laughs> like, for example, the case with uh, the um, animus, uh, the, the, the mind on the animus river in Colorado. We were told to wait. There's stuff we wanted to do. We couldn't. The, they, Gaia said, no, wait, because there, there were people that were doing work and their their energy was going to get together with our energy to clean up that river. So she always took the, the lead, always. So, and we did, we clean, we've cleaned up massive river systems um, and we don't know about what's happening in the Ukraine with uh, Chernobyl. Well, I do, it's fine, it's, it's going away. Um, but we, we, we've, we've watched this, we've seen it, we did live programs on it where we said, this is what we did, now let's see what happens. And what happened was what we anticipated would happen. Shungites never let us down. But now we've got a really good structure, energetic structure for this new reality. I can feel it, it's palatable. I go out there and I look at somebody else and I go, oh, they're part of our group, you know, look at this, oh, da, 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 da. Right, but let's get to the point where we start to fill in the reality. We've got the matrix of the reality. Now let's put in the details. And I'm just throwing this out to you guys because, you know, this is how we work. We imagine it and then we see what happens. What I see happening, and it's really, I mean, it's blowing up in my head. It's got so many details in it. But I think we have to think in terms of creating a center for anaerology where we have a campus you know, we've got buildings, and the funding from this is going to come from somebody that I'm that's listening to us. You know, that's a good. I, I, this is where I can put my money. Okay, and it, we, people are just going to give us the money to do this. All right, so we're not going to worry about any money and funding and all this sort of thing. But let's Nancy, just. Nancy, I'm all over it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, you and get, I'm working on the funding too. You know, you, you so you so you're getting the same imaging because that's what starts to happen. Is that I, I think that we've done so much really good work in the consciousness of humanity that the subconscious is now saying, "No, you guys got to go to this new reality." Really, and if we put things out there, in, in just talking about it, then when they hear it again, they go, 
oh, oh, yes, you know, almost like they've forgotten it or something because it, we're programming it. We're, we get the back door to these people and I can see it happening, you know, and it's happening in ways that, you know, you, you, I'm surprised at. But yeah. this, this idea yeah. of a center for enterology is what's got me really motivated. And it's just in the last, you know, 48 hours or so. It's like I think it should be it should be not structure structured as schools have been structured because no 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 other place i can think would be more appropriate to remember the words of uh, of uh, wilhelm reich if you want to kill the spirit of something organize it. it yes it should be done there's no question about it it needs to be done it needs to be taught it needs to be relayed to other people so it, the, you get a wave going on but it should be uh, not structured. It should be something that uh, it gets people together, but in a non-structured way, because that's that's what, unfortunately, it, it invites uh, all those people that are invested in control agendas. Somebody always yes. has to be okay. on the top. So. Not necessarily, because you're talking about a different group of people with a different kind of mindset. We know that's a danger. Oh. We know it, you know, so you won't, you have to stay, it's, it's not easy to keep people from, you know, taking over this control thing. It's evil. That's what we're fighting. It's a battle between good and evil. And if we just won't let that be in our reality, no, you can't do that in here. Go someplace else, you know, and, and, and you do it by structure to changing the structure that causes the control. And the number one thing in this case, okay, is that in the center of venerology, there are no patents. Nobody has, you know, some kind of a right to an idea. You share it. You give it to humanity. You give it to everybody, and they give back to you, and we keep growing that way because it's the concept of controlling knowledge is where they get their control. Exactly. Yeah, you know. Nancy, I wanted to mention, um, so that lady, Rosemary, that I learned that you're candling from, you know, it, just a little something that just like totally blew my my mind open. She was, she said, you know, she had some stuff going on. So she went and visited with her um, healer that she goes to and they did it over the phone. And the gal said, oh, you need such and such. And she's like, do you have any around the house? And Rosemary said, no, I'll have to go and go out and buy some. And she's like, oh, no need. I will take it for you because I have some in my in my stash. And so she actually took the supplement for Rosemary and sent that energetically to her. And I'm like, wow, that's that's scalar technology within us almost. But yes. uh, Rosemary had to be in agreement, correct? Correct. The woman could not do it without her prior knowledge. So that that is that etiquette is number one on neurology. The yes. awareness of the energy etiquette. It, it's it it goes. It's it it's the first thing you do before you do anything else. Like like the business of uh, you know you get the person's permission. It begins there. Yes. Otherwise, we we fall back into the old agenda. Oh, control, control, control. <laughs> yeah, I can do all this stuff, and nobody can can stop me. But no, no, you can't do that. 
Yeah, well, well, I mean, the key to, to the concept of enterology is to align ourselves with natural law. And, you know, who's ever taken and compiled a, an entire library? I look at it as libraries, you know, that you've got this massive amount of information on how to heal with energy, how to, how to change the world with energy. And I see a campus and these buildings on it because we need to prove that pyramids, <laughs> pyramids work, geodesic domes work, new building materials that we can actually, it's, it's a center for experimentation, including the very buildings themselves. And I just, I, I mean, it's, it's like, it's, it's just in my head. I can see this thing. And well, I know what, sorry. <laughs> No, 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 sir, I was going to say that, that I know what you have to teach in the very first year before anything else, how to unlearn everything you've learned, because you can't learn an neurology if you're still carrying the, lug the, the luggage and the baggage of the old reality. It's not going to work. You have to unlearn all that crap. They, 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 tough, they stuff down your throat. Then you're going to be open and clear and ready to absorb the, the whole thing of with an neurology. And how do we know? Well, we have to live through it. <laughs> but, but Walt, that can actually be done a little at a time because I don't think, well, you're different. <laughs> you were born <laughs> fully awakened. But the rest of us, I think we had to kind of chip away at what we had learned over time. Well, you, you have an open head center. You pick it up and then you're a generator. All it takes a generator is like five days a week at the most. <laughs> and they're off and running. So it's. Not that difficult, and in, in your case, you know, you, uh, if you have somebody with a defined head center, well, that's going to be slower because they do have a linear process to go through. Well, well, you see, we're we're kind of like don't have to kind of worry about that because the medical profession is suicidal now. They're all jumping off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm serious. They're all jumping off the cliff. There's they they're just gone insane. My a friend of mine had a situation where a family member had been in an auto accident and nobody knew about it for quite a long time. I'm not sure if it was days or weeks, but it was, it was, you know, and finally um, he used uh, his connections at the local police to get to the Colorado police to be able to find out what really happened. And the kid had been in an auto accident. So he goes there and he's, he's, it's a, it's a nephew. So he goes there, flies out there, and the doctors, when he gets to this hospital, told him that there was a $400,000 medical bill, and it had to be paid immediately. Otherwise, they were going to disconnect him from the machinery and put him in the hall to die. That's what this doctor told him. Now, that was totally illegal. You can't do that. I, I checked with uh, somebody who works in social services, and I said, you know, I'm telling you this story. Can you tell me, is there any way that this could have been done legally? And she said, oh, absolutely not. And I said, well, is it just the state of Florida? or is it? No, she said, this is federal mandate. That cannot be done. <clears throat> but they did it anyway. Right. And so my friend, you know, paid the bill. And yeah, I talked to a couple of other people and they, they had the same kind of stories. And, and these aren't getting, I've not heard that this was actually happening, but until he said it to me 
until he told me that this is what, what happened. Um, so we don't have to really worry about waking people up to energy work because the, the, the other system is destroying itself. It's just putting itself into the... I've got people now who followed the regimen, followed the BS, got the shots, and are now saying, I'm afraid to go to a hospital. I don't trust them. Right? So mm-hmm. they're doing it to themselves. So I think that I think that this is going to be easier. I don't think we should think of it as being a problem. There's enough well, people there it, that understand it. More and more, we keep seeing uh, Doreen Dotan's words again and again. But she says all those people that are going to be working against humanity, against Gaia, they're like they're they're going to be experiencing hell right here. They don't have to die and go someplace and experience hell. No, it'll be right here. If you're if you're against humanity, if you're against uh, Gaia, that's what you're going to experience. And it's happening. That's why everything is blowing up. Whereas before, all they met with was success to all their bad plans and nasty ideas. Well, now they're achieving the opposite. Everything's blowing up in their faces because the planet says, no, I'm not playing that game anymore. So there you have it. You're you're seeing it firsthand. I'm sort of hearing the words, you know, build it and they will come. (laughs) (laughs) I love that movie. (laughs) That's an awesome film. I mean, think about it. And I don't necessarily think that it, I said campus, but I'm not not necessarily saying that you're going to educate people initially. What the campus is, is a place where people can come to physically be able to work in an, a scientific type of environment with energy instead of, you know, in their in their garages like you're doing. You know, I want you to have a a building that you know anything that you can think of you say well let's try this let's try this you know and and people keep doing and baking and because we got all these people doing the same thing you yeah, know I, Nancy, I was thinking the same thing that you know we we all need to come together because we need to be able to reach more people because the the universe is now requiring that people need to know these concepts and to be able to navigate through their lives. So, I, uh, you know, that's kind of why I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, Bob and I were working on a few side projects to expand and reach more people, just just so that they get the knowledge and they can start working with this stuff. And then, but the Enterology Center would be so valuable because then you have people that actually know this stuff all coming together and sharing ideas. So it'd be very, very powerful. Yep. We could have a center for researching homeopathy of the herbals of the uh, energy healers. I think chiropractors are, you know, should they, they're, they're ostracized by the medical community. They know they're one of us because if you if you really understand chiropractic work, it's adjusting the body, but the body's going to go back out if your energy's wrong. If you work with the energy thing and then adjust the body, you're just helping the energy field readjust the body. And what does that, Shungite? Did, did you get my uh, Did you get my email with the pictures of the uh, squirrel? Yes, yes. We'll <laughs> talk about 
Listen, we're at the top of the hour, so let's take a break here. And when we come back, we'll tell you the squirrel story. Um, <laughs> can you get photos to put up in the chat? Yeah, I'll, I'll put up the same photos that uh, I sent you guys. Right. Excellent. Thank you. We'll be back in three minutes. And welcome back to Shanghai Reality. It's July 5th, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Yasmin West. Um, okay, so Walt's going to tell us a story about the frog. Well, first, let me put in the first picture here. Okay, where's the uh, symbol? Okay. Ah, here you go. I want to get the picture. 
The first picture is the the day. Okay, that was the first day that I noticed the the sport uh, squirrel. This must be about a week, maybe 10, 10 days ago. Um, and I we have the, this table out in the front yard, and we always put food out. Either I put uh, peanuts or extra food, uh, breadcrumbs, you know, whatever, and they come and they eat it. And I noticed this one, and normally I'm beginning to see here, like maybe some mornings, she she's not, she does not live on on the ash tree next to the table, but he she does come from across the street, and I noticed that uh, it was eating, but it wasn't eating like normal squirrels. It kept uh, twisting its uh, head toward the to toward the left, its left, and then when I paid attention to it, I saw this huge lump under uh, the one side of its neck under the head, and if you're looking at the picture, you can see the dark mass. Uh, under the head, uh, and, I, and I thought, oh my God, poor creature, this, and I, I told my mother about it, and I said, wow, this is, I'm so sorry, I mean, yeah, I wish we could capture her and do something for her, or we help her, but obviously it, it had a mass growing on the throat. Um, so what I did is I, I used this very same photo on uh, you put it in the spooky scalar machine. And what I did is I used the same frequencies I used for Lee Brown. And the reason I'm mentioning that is that instead of going through the whole library of, of cancer frequencies and trying to douse which one is right, I just doused the question, you know, would the frequencies I used with Lee work with this one? And I got a big yes, uh, because what's interesting is that the frequency series I used with her is a specific frequency series because according to the, <clears throat> the library of frequencies in the spooking machine, they have found without, without exception, every single cancer tumor that they have studied has this particular microorganism contaminating the tumor. So these frequencies are geared to getting rid of the this microorganism. In fact, the the, uh, the material goes on to say that all those people that were treated with those frequencies, the, not only did the cancers uh, shrink and go went away, uh, the person had that microorganism was gone from their body. They was not showing up on analysis. So this, like I said, this was ten days ago. Let me go get the next one. So maybe a, a week later, and let me see, where's that photo? Oh, it's right here. I, I was able to see the, the squirrel again. And I, I noticed it was her because her or him, because of the color in the, in the body, squirrels have a specific coloring depending on the squirrel. And uh, it it has like a dark underside. Oh, upload error. An error. It didn't like that photo. And let me look. Let me see if it will load the other photo. Okay. Okay. Let me see if it will take this one. Okay, so then 
the the for the other photo that doesn't load uh, was a, a picture that I took um, maybe four or five days afterwards where I noticed the, the the squirrel I recognized her it was the same squirrel but it didn't the, had that giant lump it had like loose flesh kind of dangling under the uh, un, under her throat and I told my mother and she my mother says oh go ahead and put her picture again because I only kept it in the machine for 24 hours so I put it on the in the machine for another 24 hours and then I took this photo the day that I that I sent you guys the email where now it's you don't see the lump anymore if you get depending on her angle if when she because they move away they, they move around so much you can see that maybe there's like some some loose flesh or some dry flesh kind of like just dangling on the neck but that big lump isn't there anymore uh, the lump was big enough to, from judging from the distance and and the size of it compared to the size of the body of the squirrel I am guessing the lump must have been the size of the yolk in a hard boiled egg. But now when you look at the, the squirrel now, she, her head is straight because she's she doesn't have that huge lump on her neck. And there's a and doesn't have that big thing. It looks like there's some flesh there, like some something like, like shriveled up. And then I does the question, OK, am I looking at the same squirrel? And I got a yes. So it's not like I'm looking at different squirrels. When you, uh, so I'm thinking, okay, why such a fast response? And then it hit me that one of the factors that plays a role, a major role in healing is our uh, thought processing, our intentions, stuff like that. And in the case of the squirrel, you know, they have no karma. They don't have any belief system getting in the way of anything. So if they are receiving some kind of healing energy, it's going to work right away, incredibly quickly. The reason healing isn't faster on humans is because we have so much baggage. We have belief systems, you know, things that we don't accept. Uh, you know, you name it, we are full of it, and that's what gets in the way of our healing. Uh, I mean, look at the thing that we were talking about the other day, how people are identified by their condition. They're not people anymore. They're diabetic or they have high blood pressure or they're a cancer sufferer. So that thinking gets in the way of a lot of healing. In the case of animals, they don't have any belief system. They don't, they're not invested in anything in particular. They're just living through a situation. So of healing, there's no obstacle. So it makes perfect sense that the scalar machine would have such a dramatic effect on a small creature. So that's that's why I, I ask you guys, you know, uh, when, since I shared that email with all of you, uh, what did the posse say, uh, you know, if my observations are correct or if I'm completely wrong? That's that's it. That's the story. <laughs> well, Walt, I'm going to bounce something back to you. You doused, you should already know. <laughs> well, like I said, you know, I, uh, yes, I do trust my dowsing, but I'm not infallible, so I don't want to fall under that trap. Oh, my dowsing is perfect. Don't don't question me. <laughs> it's like okay. The, okay. that T-shirt that I saw one time, Some this guy was wearing a T-shirt that, that said, I never make a mistake. 
I thought I was wrong one time, but I was, uh, I made, but uh, no, no, I thought I made a mistake one time, but I was wrong. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> hey, uh, people, people um, in the chat room, if you click on the, the photo and it blows up, and you see, you can go to the uh, URL that has it in its own picture, its own uh, page. If you push down Control and Plus Plus, you can actually get that picture to get bigger. And Walt, even in this picture, I can see that flap of, of skin under the neck um, when you blow okay. it up. Yeah, there's a much smaller piece. It's not as big as it was. but. No. Uh, that's how you know it's the same squirrel. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, it's uh no, I think that you uh well, <clears throat> you got to thank the squirrel for bringing you that situation. You oh, know, yeah. you you've never seen a squirrel like that before, right? And then there's a squirrel and you can I mean, that see we got to look at all of the all of the things that come around to make us learn these things and okay the squirrel was said okay i'll go and i'll have this pain and this awful thing so that walt can heal me and i'll be <laughs> an example of it you know that's that's what i say working with nature and if you've got a lot of people together and you're talking like that whoa how did we get here what happened you know so you can understand the intricacy and yet the simplicity of the universe because you're explaining it to each other all that thought <clears throat> is what's going to program the future. And I'm just thinking that, you know, we've been doing, we've been in the center of, for, the center for enterology. I mean, we can take our shows, put them together in a textbook, and there you go, off to the races. You can take all the people that we've come across. I mean, M Michael Henry Dunn, he, he starts bl blabbering about this med bed. Well, wow, med bed, wow. Yeah. And telling us about this woman, he's got all of it. And I said, I, you know, when he stopped talking, I said, I'll put money on the table that she's using the scalar wave. And he was like, uh, uh, yes. And I said, we've been working on it for years. You know, but it's trending. It's trending. So what what's happening is that when all of us and the people that were talking about it i mean other you know like tom, tom paladino we met you know he'd been into it for for a very long time but enough energy went into the collective so that now what's happening is that somebody says oh yeah he's got these med beds people are gonna go oh i i think i know about this because it's in their subconscious already you know, you hear it enough. It's in your subconscious. You don't even realize it until you hear it. Somebody say or, you know, how would you like, you know? Um, so and, and, it, and it's, you know, it's going to do something else, too. It's just going to cause an acceleration in the learning process because you got these people out there that are invested heavily in these various med beds. They're expensive, very expensive. And Walt, you know, cured a squirrel from his bedroom. <laughs> you know. Well, here, here's a, the thing with that a much cheaper just, device. <laughs> the thing that I yes. was say, yeah, the thing that I was saying to you before is like the, here, the squirrel doesn't have a belief system. It has nothing blocking it because it, it, it doesn't have 
the you know contradictions and you know, men mental conflicts, nothing of that. And to add to that, I just want to say, okay, let's look at it. Look at the placebo effect among humans. If if the placebo effect is real and it doesn't work, it just goes to show amazing power that we have. And if we are dealing with some kind of illness, it's something personal that we're we're dealing with, and maybe has nothing to do with the physical. It's just the manifestation of some energy that needs that we're working on. It could be a mental issue, a spiritual issue, who knows? But it has nothing to do with the body because here we have proof that it's really not that difficult to heal the body. We know if somebody, if years ago, somebody has shown me a, a photo of this poor creature with a huge lump, I would say, oh, that poor creature is sentenced to death because it has a, a growth that's growing out of control and that the answer is, you know, death with. I can't say that anymore. I have been shown, you know, we, I've been shown, we've been shown different. It's, it, it is all energy. It's all, it is all energy. And, and, and it, that's what, that's why it's, it's the thing. It's the new reality. The new reality begins with the neurology because we need to, re, realizing that uh, the whole universe is made of energy, uh, that's, that's the way that this reality begins. Okay, forget the, the old crap. That's why I said that the, that's the learning curve. The learning curve is unlearning all the crap they've been feeding us for such a long time. We get that stuff out of the way, we take off like a rocket. Well, it'll yeah. be mandatory that they read Cater's book. Yeah. <laughs> and master the, it. We'll give them a the test. Missing, the missing link. That's that. That man is the missing link between the physical and the non-physical. Well, you know, it goes back to, I mean, if you study metaphysics, and and I'm not talking about just, you know, on the surface, but when you start to dive really deep into it, and, you know, exactly how your thoughts kind of condense down into emotions, and then that emotional component actually begins to condense down into the physical and that's what creates all these synchronicities and you know people you run into that help you um go towards your manifestation i if you start to understand that you, you realize that it really is just energy and you know you're you're plucking a thought out of the cosmos and by thinking it so much it, becomes an emotion and then it becomes a physical form and you know to understand that it is really key i mean not just for manifestation but stuff like that's going to manifest in your body as well um i had a personal example of you know when i was younger i i had something very upsetting happen to me and after a year of focusing on that, it manifested in my body as something that almost killed me. But um, yeah, so it it really truly is all energy. So, and we need to get a, out of our own way. <laughs> that's, <laughs> they want, that's why they want to manipulate our consciousness by telling us, you should think on this. You should think of this. And, and it's like, oh, hello. And no, I don't want, no, I don't have to think on that. Thank you very much. Right. 
because okay. think about it it's it's all they all they pump is fear whenever they want you to do something the first thing they do oh, or you have to do this because if not, then this will happen, or then that will happen, and, and, and it's always the number one, the go-to solution for them, you know, fear. Make people do things because they're afraid of this, because they're afraid of that, and, and same old story. Okay. One of, the, one of the things that would have to be in the center of venerology is the use of pendulums and um, divining rods because those two things are very, very ancient and because they teach fundamental concepts of, you know, whatever. <laughs> because you, you've used the pendulum, so I'm going to let you talk about it. But why I'm talking about that right now is because, and I'm going to put this in the... There's a Facebook uh, entry from Derek, and he's going to be having a class on the pendulum, uh, dowsing rods, or, you know, divining rods, dowsing rods. Uh, it's a free class, and it's Sunday, July 10th, so this coming, ten, uh, July, this coming Sunday at 4 to 6 p.m. EDT. I'm not sure why it says EDT, <laughs> but Eastern Daylight Time. No, I I don't I don't know what that EDT means. I mean, he's normally in Pacific time, so I'm not sure what t I don't know what time it is, Derek. <laughs> but um, anyway, he's going to be on dowsing uh, dowsing rods, and one of the things that are different. In the, the there's a picture on it, and I could probably capture this picture. Yeah, let me see if I can put it in the chat because this is really very interesting. Okay, I can. How about that? You'll see these dowsing rods, and at the end of it, on the tip of it, you're going to have shungite rubber. Can you see the pictures? Yep. And on the very tip is the shungite rubber. Now I suspect, <laughs> I suspect that he could make the entire rod covered with this, and it's silver saturated shungite, by the way. And he says that the rubber is um, t totally flexible, and that that it, it, you know, you can put it on anything. You can dip something in it. You can <clears throat> add to any of your energy devices, or just you know do weird things with this stuff. And I'm going to give you guys another, because he just made this. You know, he, he's one of those guys that gets uh, an idea in his mind. <laughs> and boom, you know, he makes it real. That's He's, he's fun. Well, so doesn't Walt, actually. <laughs> they make a lot of things real. But here is the rubber. And let me just go back to this so that I can actually read what it says. I want you people to know about this because it's just uh, pretty fascinating. Okay, silver shungite liquid rubber gives you the ability to use silver shungite in wet environments or outside without it washing or fading away as shungite paint can. When used, allow approximately 24 hours for the rubber to cure before use. Stays in a liquid state, does not dry out during storage. storage. In other words, it, it cures in 24 hours if it's in the air but it's not going to dry out so you can 
buy this stuff and keep it forever probably and um, you know it'll still be good uh, suggested uses place the drop on outside electronics or appliances as close to the power cords when as, as possible I don't know why he said that but on lawnmowers weed eaters outdoor tools swimming pools jacuzzi pumps and you know Do- Dolly I was thinking of you because um, I think it, you're the only one I know who has a pump or no, it's my no. Oh, it's it. No, no, I know somebody else. It's across the street, and they were saying that the cost of the electricity with these pumps was getting really high. Well, that's a great way. I'll have to get some of this paint from Derek and and put it on their pump, um, and see if they don't get that third savings, th- third of your bill on electric. If you do this, put it th- put it out. Paint it. No, don't paint it. The whole thing. Just paint three. Equally spaced spots on the on the pump. If you, I don't know if the pump is accessible or if it's encased in some other in some other body. But it wouldn't of, matter really if it was encased in some other body because it would be in close proximity to. Okay, but instead of an entirely painted, paint three spots. So it's three. Do you understand what I'm saying? Three. Yes, three and spots. they should put. They should put mm-hmm. the dot. They should put the dots in a uh, triangle. Yeah. Make a triangle of these dots, and don't bother doing any more. Don't bother painting a lot of it, because yeah. we've done the. We've done, He did testing on this. You know, the three different shungite pieces. They come together. They make a cohesive field that makes it more energetic. Let's call it that. Okay. Um, so yeah, but you can save money by using this stuff. We're not just saying, you know, that it's not for the money, but <clears throat> hey, that's really good today, you know. Um, but it it because those will make the engine run better, and it every all the water that's going through that that pump is going to be energized with shungite. I mean, what a what a beautiful idea! Because I thought about, you know, do we put well, we we had we had this actually when we made the um, the big ones in the rubber because that's all how the rubber started out. Remember, we had to. This is I don't know if you heard this, Yasmin. We had a Buddhist monk who got involved in listening to our radio programs, and they had a cell tower in Tibet. No, not Tibet, uh, Thailand. Um, and they had a a cell phone tower thingy antenna right on the hill above the monastery and so what he did was he 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 got this device from us and i said walt it's got to be outside so you know how are we going to get this especially was it i don't even know what we sent him inside the the thing (laughs) some kind of energy device but you encased it in this rubber and that's where we ended up with the rubber the shungite rubber but you know, so they, he put it on the antenna there. So we got a, a Shanghai device because once he stuck it on that antenna, that antenna became a Shanghai beam. <laughs> anyway, but that's cool. I I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope he's doing well. We kind of lost track of him. Amazing man. Well, he's back in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. Okay, so also place on home or business water inlets other than or other utility pipes slash boxes. Dip your own tools, energy devices, or other items in it for easy silver shungite application. So um, 
and and it you know it's it's well worth the money forty five dollars you make that back in the first month of putting three drops in a pyramid shape, a triangle shape on your pool pump uh that's just amazing <laughs> so anyway um yes and he's gonna send you some walt okay so the other thing that we wanted to look at all right uh let me get this into the uh into the chat room chat room where are you okay now this if you remember not too long ago maybe the last time he was on he makes these devices all right now the first device that he made and it's i you know because it's basically a teeny teeny version of a cloud buster it's only got the one pipe but it's got whatever he's put in the resin and you got the pipe coming out of it and it's copper pipe. And that was what he had originally made. Well, that's sitting in my hand right now. And this is the little gizmo that when uh, Dolly was on with us in the last show on Say What, she was very rude and interrupting people. And then she said, I think there's a delay because I hear the silence. And, you know, that happens sometimes on Skype. You get a a delay in the signal so you think people have stopped talking and so I said to her well don't worry about it because I've just programmed this little gizmo to clear that up for you and she didn't seem to have a problem after that one day we were getting dropped from the station we got dropped three times from the station and I've never been dropped like well maybe once never I mean it's not something that happens and so I kind of like focused Something made me focus on this, and I picked it up, and I said, you know, strengthen the signal. And we never had another break in in that show. So now when I sit down to do a show, I kind of like look at it, and I say, you know, nice strong signal here today. And this is the little gizmo that he has, he changed it to make uh, the, what's that shape it's in right now? Oh, they just put it in the. Uh, oh, the uh, the geometric. Yeah, what uh, is it? Uh, it looks like. Let me see. It has. It's uh, it's the thing. The space around the pipe is it five five faces or six? It must be the hexagon, right? I mean the B thing. Well, not really, be. because the, the the you have the triangle on the side and then the top opening is it is it a pentagon or is it a hexagon the opening where the pipe sits that's what i'm not seeing but anyway he 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 started making the base in this particular geometric form and he still had the copper pipe coming out of it but he got the uh, shungai liquid rubber and so now he's 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 got the pipe itself completely covered with shungite rubber so as powerful and as effective as the little one i've got the simplistic little one i've got in front of me with my finger on it these things have got to be real ass kickers <laughs> you know so he's also got that now you guys have got the uh the How big is, what's in the diameter of the pipe um, I think it's a, uh, ooh, it must be a half inch. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, 
No, did I? Where's the other one? Yeah. Okay. Now this one also he's got up. And it is, let me put this in the chat room. There you go. And this one is, uh, I'm going to read this one to you too, because I don't want to forget. Okay. It's organic beeswax organ energy device. Organ or organite devices are one of the many ways you can affect the available organ energy in an environment, either your own or a remote location. This device has also been called a cloud buster or organite device. The copper pipe not only can be used to affect the environment's organ energy, but also an intention can be written on a small piece of paper then placed within the copper pipe to assist with manifesting whatever is written or intended on the paper. Now, he's telling people this because because that works. But w what's working is that when you write it out, your intention, it's your intention. You don't have to do this paper thing. All you have to do is put your intention into it. You know, just boom. That's how powerful you are. You're using a scale away. Boom. Okay, so you program like that, but he puts that for people that may not understand oh, it. Are you He's, in order to in order to be able to sorry in order to be able to close the jar? Do you need to bend that straw? I'm sorry, I'm a little bit confused. I because don't it says, because it says if you want to shut it off, you have to cover the uh, the jar. But if I do that, uh, there is no room for the straw i guess the straw bends or you're supposed to remove the straw then you put on the the cover i have no clue i, I should have read this <laughs> i thought it was i thought it was basically the same thing but it was using the honey but anyway i'm going to okay. tell you take a look at it study it and see if you can figure it out and he'll be on next week and we'll really ask him about these but I just wanted people to know if you got birthday gifts you need, you know, this might be another way of doing it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so, uh, and all of this is designed to get Shanghai to the masses. Guy is like, you know, still with that message, more, 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 more. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to create a center. Yeah. Hey, we can build the darn buildings out of shanghai <laughs> no anyway so um walt is there something or yasmin do you have something else that we want we want to cover well i i have a little short thing to share <laughs> okay about the water turtle in the uh community pool that i go to so um, it's definitely getting much more busy there. And also, um, uh, last time I went, yeah, people just, they didn't want to really get out of the pool. So how it's organized is it's a lap lane pool. And it's, it's only like four feet deep, but it's its most deep part. So it's just designed for people to swim laps. And there's only three lanes and um, there's bigger pools indoors because most people usually like to swim in the indoor pool because it's warmer and it's a senior community and they don't like to be out in the cold. 
but I like to be out in the fresh air. And so I enjoy the outdoor pool. So I did what you had suggested about when I go and I bring my water turtle in there, it's saying that it should only affect that one pool and um, putting out the intention of the not just the water purification, but also the fountain of youth and joy and happiness and all that. And um, people have been very talkative, I've noticed, in the pool. <laughs> um, I was swimming, doing my laps back and forth the other day, and this guy, he was all the way on the far lap lane, so he was the furthest away from me. And um, he was, he just said, wow, you're a really great swimmer. And I was like, I'm not a great swimmer. <laughs> I don't, I don't swim like the competition laps and the flips and all that, you know, that's not how I swim. I just swim very naturally and, you know, you know, just do a few breaststrokes and, you know, just have fun out there in the water. That's because that's how I learned to swim when I was a kid on my own. And um, he was just like, yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's the way I used to swim when I could swim in the ocean. And, you know, he's yak, 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 yak. He was just like super talkative. And then he was like, hey, do you mind? Can I just go over? Because the lane that I always reserve is next to the steps. And so he's like, do you mind? Can I uh, just come over where you are? And uh, do my stretches there. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Do what you got to do. There's plenty of room for both of us. And what was interesting was I put that water turtle on the steps kind of next to the pole. So people don't really see it, but it was interesting that he wanted to get closer to the water turtle. And then he was just, you know, he couldn't stop talking. It was, <laughs> it was pretty interesting. <laughs> And then I've, I've just noticed people in general just being much more talkative and friendly because it's, it's a lap pool. Most, I mean, you'll say good morning and hello to most people, but for the most part, they just jump in the pool and start doing their laps and they don't talk a lot. So that's my update on that. So well, it makes me think we get, we've got another, we've got another um, thing for the, shungite some energy device to do let's say you got somebody that got arrested for something you put the darn device there on the table and you ask them questions and they can't say anything but the truth (laughs) (laughs) oh that's not fair how is my lawyer going to lie for me (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't that be awesome (laughs) <laughs> and lab lab everything tell everything you know like they're on that drug that the cia give them hey god yeah <laughs> give me a drug i'll tell you how you can do it with energy you know like there's nothing nothing compared to energy well, yeah, you know, if you could actually read the energy of whatever is in that substance, theoretically, you could imprint that through energy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you go, you say to yourself, oh, I need, I need some Arnica because you thought of the Arnica, you know, which is a, a inflammation release. 
Oh, Nancy, I just learned about Arnica this week from that gal I go to. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, you don't have to have it. The other thing, the other thing is, okay, we're talking homeopathic, um, which is energy work. I'm not going to get into the basics of it, but you've got a, a, a vial and, and sometimes they're plastic, but you really want to get the glass ones and they, they come in a glass vial. If you just put that thing, just hold on to it. You've got the energy. You don't have to ever take it. They don't want to tell you that because they'll be out of business. Right. But you really don't have to take it. And more so, once your body says, okay, so that's the energy of what made me feel better. Because your body wants to feel better. Okay? It will record that. And all you have to do is say, do we need a little arnica? You know, and your body will go, oh, yeah, that, oh, thanks. I was missing that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why we're so dangerous to the pharmaceutical companies. Well, you know, and you start taking this stuff further and further, and pretty much, pretty soon, you pretty much can live with very little. <laughs> you don't need a whole lot. Well, you know, we we read the books from uh, the Ringing Cedar, the Ringing, the Ringing Cedar Trees of Russia, with Anastasia, and one of the, the secrets of the, let's say the. Bedirus priest was that you should eat by breathing. All right. And you go, what the hell does that mean? Well, everything that we really need to survive as a 3D body comes to us from the pollen around us. And if you could understand breathing in the pollen, breathing in the energy of Gaia herself, you wouldn't have to go through the process of eating food that's broken down into, you know, not such good energy, but that's what your body has to use to go. No, you can just breathe it in. Why is it that they've got this guy, I don't know if he's dead or alive now, because I've, I heard about him probably 20 years ago, who was getting, going out and basically, I think he was only drinking water, but he was getting all of the nutrients from the sun, the morning sunrise. And I th- the reason I remember this so clearly is he was in Indi- lived in India um, was because I had a job on a in a condominium on the beach, the Atlantic beach, and I had I worked you know twelve to eight. So every morning for twenty five years, I watched the sunrise. <laughs> I'd stand there and watch the sunrise, some very often take pictures, but I was inadvertently healing myself with and, and nurturing myself with actual energy and not realizing it. And that's why I could go for 25 years with, with less than four hours of sleep a night. Because I was, I kept pulling in this stuff and I was perfectly healthy. I told everybody else, you people that go to sleep for eight hours are dead for eight hours, in my opinion, you know. Because I I just didn't need it. And then I kind of felt bad about saying that because, well, that was because I was cheating and getting all this energy and didn't realize it. <laughs> well, that and, you know, that kind of makes me wonder about this manufactured food shortage that's going on. You know, maybe that's just another push that um, we're being shown that, you know, maybe we don't 
need to get our energy from food as much. So, yeah, just another way to look at it. You know, maybe we're being taught. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe the concept of the scalar energies. I mean, the last and people um, remember that I'm doing ads on it because I think it's so important. The the problem is that that the control of energy, uh, control of knowledge. All right, and we're trying to get the knowledge out about scalar energy and its healing potential. You can go to Walt, you can go to Yasmin, you can go to Derek, you can even go to Tom Palatino. I mean, and there's probably a lot of other people out there. But don't dismiss this what we're talking about, the concept of scalar healing. And it's conceivable that you could get all the energy you need at the 3D through a scalar mechanism. Now, Derek is giving people because he wants people to ex experience it. So he gives a 12-hour scalar session with a very specific, the scalar's car a carrier rate. Yes, it's healing and balancing in and of itself, but you can add to it. So every week on a Friday for 12 hours, you can sign up to get a specific type of energy. And the first one was chakra balancing. And I had just a great day. It was high. Oh, it was wonderful. The next one, which was last Friday, was uh, micronutrients, things that you wouldn't necessarily or even possibly be able to get into your body. And it's a program, a computer program that then puts those energies, those frequencies into the carrier wave of the scalar and you feel them. And I got to tell you that that was a totally different experience for me. Um, I wanted to do a lot of sleeping. It was, it was, you know, I mean, I really didn't get much done that day, but I think it was because I, my body was just getting all this energy that it really did need. If you don't need it, it's probably not going to affect you, but I think I really needed it. And it was like two days later, I woke up and I went, my God, I feel good. I mean, that was the first thought I had. I felt so good. Now, I still feel good. You know, I know it's, it worked. But you sign up for these things. You go to um, uh, mysticalwares.com slash scalar dash healing. And you'll, there's a button there and it says, you know, free session. When you click on that, it's going to take you to a page. And the page is going to have this coming week is, um, oh, the Schumann Residence. And you're going to see that if you have not signed up. All right. When you click on that, it's going to take you to a sign up uh, sheet. All right. And you just your name and your email address because they want to be able to tell you, you know, that this is what's happening and remind you what's happening. Um, so if you have signed up. OK, and you're signed in. Then when you when you click on the thing that says res, uh, Schumann resonance, whichever one it is, then it's going to take you to a, a calendar type of thing with a time. And all you're doing is confirming it. So you confirm the time. You just click on the time thing that's you know set. You can't change it on this particular page, this form. And you click on that, and it'll then ask you, do you want an email reminder? and just click on that and then you're all signed up but only for that week you have to do it weekly because he wants people to 
have the intention to engage and to be part of it. And if you're just automatically being done, you know, what, but this way you have to think, do I want to experience the Schumann resonance? Do I want this or do I want that? You're in control and you're giving by, by actually pushing those buttons. It's not the fact that your name is there. It's the fact that your intention to participate is there. And that locks you into the scalar group that's going to be, given this 12 hours of scalar uh, energy. So, you know, I highly recommend it, like I say. Um, and I've talked to other people that were going through it at the same time. And, like, I was having, like, kind of not 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 a high day, not a great feeling day, you know, a little bit under what I normally do. But another friend of mine going through the same energy was like, this is amazing. And she was like having an exceptionally good day. So it differs for each person because it is specific to each person. So I just wanted to throw that out. And um, where were we? <laughs> sorry about that. But no, I'm not sorry. I need to tell people about this. Because, again, when you're working with any of these three people, you're also working with Shanghai. They all work with the Shanghai too. So it's it's like you can go to Tom or any of these other people and you're just going to get whatever they're giving you. But when you're working with Shanghai, because the Shanghai is making the process even more receptive to your, your control, your intuition. Shanghai works with the individual. So if, if you have a problem and you're in a scalar wave, regardless of what it's carrying, you can actually tell it, okay, I, my big toe hurts. I really would like my big toe not to be hurting. You can t set an intention for that specific way to help you. It's a tool. It, am I telling the truth here? You two work these machines. Hello? It is a, it is a tool. <laughs> yes. So what I'm saying is that you're given the opportunity to participate in your own healing. Like Derek always says, I'm just a tool to get you to heal yourself. Well, so, that's, that's, that goes all, that goes for all healing. In all healing, the one who heals is you. You don't, nobody heals you. You have facilitators because the person helping you is making you aware. It's kind of hurting your awareness in the right direction you should go. But ultimately, you're the one healing. Nobody can heal you. We, well, we, yeah. credit, we, we credit the people that help us with our healing. But no, they didn't heal us. It's, it's, we healed us. So the and way I kind of see it is, yeah, we're not doing the healing, but we are providing a frequency for the person who's being healed to match against. I don't know if you would agree with that, Walt. So you're providing a, a frequency of perfect health or the, the elimination of something, and you're providing them with that frequency, and then it's up to them whether they decide to match that frequency. Yeah, it's it's it, we again we go back to the thing I earlier I compare I talked about the, the placebo effect. Who's who's doing that? The person taking the placebo. Nobody's doing it. It's it's them themselves. They just so happen that they happen to believe that this little thing 
oh, it's going to cure my headache or it's going to cure my toe ache or whatever it is that's aching you, you tell the body, you know, oh, fix this. You just don't know that it's a, it's a, it's a sugar pill. <laughs> you have this conviction that, oh, it's what... It's it's what it is. Well, for example, another example, the stage hypnotists, like uh, they, I have seen like a stage hypnotist where they actually put a pin through somebody's, uh, you know, the membrane between the the thumb and the and the index finger. You have that membrane of skin between the two, and they put a needle through the membrane. But they gave the guy the the command, only bleed on one side, not the other side, and that's exactly what the body did. Of course, after after they took the needle away, you know, they, they told you know no bleeding of any kind, and he wasn't aware he didn't have any pain. So, who is actually doing the healing? You are. It's just that you, on purpose, you were never allowed to learn that you can do this, on purpose. Not an accident of nature. No, it's on purpose. And on purpose, your parents and grandparents and all the other parents that came before you don't know on purpose because that's the old reality that we are coming from. So it, Let, let's just look or, at that. We are not going to get bored with a new reality. There's too much work. <laughs> well, but in the placebo effect, now what we talk, talk about when we say that, it's very simple. You have... A sugar pill, and you're told it's the same drug as the real drug, but only certain people are taking the real drug. You're taking a sugar sugar pill. Now, what's so absolutely confounding is the fact that 72% of the time, the drug companies have to test against a placebo. The placebo wins. Now, that's that's astounding, that that percentage. And when you look at it from that standpoint, you go, why aren't they looking at the placebo effect? It's more effective <laughs> than the drugs, you know? I mean, why why aren't they, um, let, let's just stay within, you know, the stepping stones of changing everything. But let's say somebody really does, they broke their leg, they need some kind of surgery. Okay, so they fill them up with the drugs so they don't feel any pain, whereas you could hypnotize them and they wouldn't feel any pain, Right? I mean, every step of the way, if you, I mean, because some of the surgeries that they can do, some of the things they can do are really, truly amazing. And yes, you can have an energy problem. You take cure the energy problem, but you still got the problem because your 3D body is so broken. Hey, Nancy, I know we're almost at the end of the show, but I got to put this in because you just reminded me of something. Okay. Um, so real quickly, my friend, she's been in chronic pain, um, like in her neck and her back and to the point where she can't even sit for more than an hour without it really jacking her up. So, you know, she can't drive long distances or anything. Well, she found this lady that walked her through a meditation where she was actually doing various moving tasks and getting up and like slicing a lemon and walking to the backyard. And that actually, she was sitting still for more than an hour through this meditation. And then when she came out of it, there was, she had no pain. 
And normally if she had been sitting that long, she would. And so the lady told her, she said, well, this is just a demonstration that the pain that you're experiencing is not generated from something physical. It's something that you're creating in your mind. So sorry, I just wanted to get that in because I thought it was kind of pertinent to what you were talking about. Absolutely. Everything to do. Yeah. It's like uh, um, the ascension symptoms. You have all kinds of physical pain, but none of it is physical. Because the problem with the ascension is that it, it's colliding with all the crap that we've stored through this life and other lives. So all these pains have nothing to do that they're non-physical. That's why that's why Dr. Costa in back in 2005 when he was going around the country teaching people the 15-step process, that's the that's the the purpose. He says if you guys don't get rid of their their old baggage before the big changes come, you yeah, a lot of you are going to leave, and we are seeing it. A lot of people are leaving, whether it's the the so-called you know vaccine or whatever reason, because they 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 cannot tolerate the conflict between the the old reality programming and the new reality, it's in, totally incompatible. So we just, it, a lot of people are choosing to leave because they, they can't take it anymore with the pain and all and the discomfort and nonstop and it, the drugs don't do anything because it's not physical to begin with. Right. Yep. Boy, when they wake up, they're going to be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> anyway we're down to the last two minutes here um well you want it you got anything you wanted to tell people yeah an idea for a new commercial put a put a big sign that says pissed have you tried an neurology and that's it and let them ask questions <laughs> <laughs> yeah center for neurology Enterology, by the way, is the study of energy. That's the definition of it. And, you know, I don't want credit for anything except that I coined that word. Because <laughs> somebody actually has a website, enterology.com. Uh, no, it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the ego talk in there, you know. And because it was back in the early 80s. I was, you know, seeing the connection between quantum physics and metaphysics. Well, what is it? It's the study of energy. Yasmin, you going to say goodnight? Yep, I will say goodnight. Thank you, everyone. Um, and I will talk to you at some point again. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe. Be safe, everybody.